Let the chaos reign. Chaos reign presents. Are you average at best? With special guest Talisha Hamilton, broadcast March the fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Enjoy. Talk Real Solutions hosted by Tyrone Thompson at TalkRealSolutions.com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, 
suitability or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In a world where there's crime, corruption, violence, murder, theft, and all forms of atrocities that plague the world in which we live in, what are you witnessing? We are living in a state of chaos, and it takes more greater or extremer chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, black people. This is Chaos Rain here. And tonight, we're going to dove into this much-needed, um, I would say, question that needs to be asked. And this question is going to probably hurt a lot of feelings. I think it's going to hurt a lot of males' feelings, and it certainly is going to hurt a lot of female feelings as well. But before I give you the logistics of tonight's show, if you'd be so kind, go to talkrealsolutions.com. On the website, you'll find a list of not only black-owned banks, but a few black business that's still present here in the West we call America. Also, on the website, you'll see the latest articles and news and current events that's happening here in America and abroad. And also, TRS got a donation tab if you want to donate as little as $5 or more to the show would be much appreciated. Um, all that's on the website. So go to talkrealsolutions.com and, you know, check it out. Also, you can find this show on YouTube and Facebook. And for those not familiar with TRS on Facebook, it gets a little bit um, – very much interesting in a way. Um, <laughs> I would say this. There's a lot of conspiracy that certain people that does content on TRS like to put out there, um, which is cool. Um, but normally the conversations in the back chats in the um, private chat room on Facebook gets very, I would say, informative in ways. Um, and that's cool if people want to go back and forth about what their beliefs are. I'm not going to knock it. I'd say I just don't entertain that crap at the end of the day, but people are people. So, you know, if you subscribe or hit the like like page on TRS on Facebook, you might get invitation to the exclusive chat room on TRS. So find us on Facebook titled Talk Real Solutions. It's the line. So it's not you, you, you it's not hard to find it. Trust me on this. And also this broadcast is simulcasting on YouTube as well. A new channel, Talk World Solutions. Um and there's like two channels. The one that's active that is broadcasting this show and many other shows is on the backup channel. And I think the backup channel right now has roughly if I check right now, 
Let me just take a look. Because I want you all to be able to find it. The new channel has roughly 30 subscribers. Check right now. And I sound good on my end, so that's a good sign. So subscribe to the new channel, Talk Real Solutions. Um, and let me just scroll down, see what else is on here. So we got to be mature for this. Um, so subscribe to the new backup channel. And I think the other channel that Tyrone is using, I think he's going to leave that for the after hour, the back, the original channel. So, you know, if you want to hear the more raunchier side of YouTube on TRS, you might have to keep your subscription on both channels. So I think that's pretty much it. And also, Chaos Rain has a channel too. So subscribe to my channel, Chaos Rain, as well. I'm the one with the C with the serpent. It's not it's not hard to miss. All right. Oh, and one other thing I do want to say before I bring my wonderful guests. I've noticed, and let me look how long this article is. Yeah, this is interesting that I might present to my guests. I'm going to read to y'all, and this is something we might talk about after we go through this average as best. Um, it seems to me Goldman Sachs says it will invest $10 billion to support black women. Here's how other U.S. banks have responded to racial justice protests. The top line, Goldman Sachs said Wednesday it will invest more than $10 billion in an initiative to improve the economic standings of black women over the next decade in the latest efforts on Wall Street to address what it called um, equity as the financial industries has come under pressure aimed at a nationwide reckoning over race. The bank said the initiative would tackle the dual disproportionate gender and racial bias that black women have faced for generations, which have only been exacerbated by the pandemic, okay? Through investment in job creation, housing, healthcare, education, and access to capital, the initiative aims to impact 1 million black women by 2030. It will also set aside 100 million for what they call philanthropic causes focused on black women, philanthropy, in other words. And the key backgrounds, as the industries that has been and has long been dominated by white men, Wall Street has faced increased scrutiny over its track record on diversity in recent years. The scrutiny has grown significantly since protests erupted last summer over the death of George Floyd. A black man who died has a Minneapolis police officer kneeling on his neck. Minneapolis, mind you. And the U.S. banks contribute to inequality for years through now illegal policies like redlining, in which they refuse to invest in low-income, mostly black neighborhoods. What to watch for? Other major U.S. banks have, over the past year, 
pledge to pump billions of dollars into racial equity efforts, particularly as studies have continued to show that minorities communities have been hit the hardest by the COVID-19 pandemic and its effects on the economy. J.P. Morgan Chase announced in October it will invest $30 billion over the next five years to provide resource for minority-owned business and increase access to home loans and other financial resources for Black and Latino Americans. In June, banks, Bank of America said it will put $1 billion towards an effort to expand economic opportunity for communities of color through health care, job supports to small business and affordable housing. Hmm. We focus on these areas because they are where systematic long-term gaps have existed and where significant changes is required for the progress to occur and to be sustained. Vanessa Cook, a senior vice president of media relations of Bank America, said in a statement to Forbes, Morgan Stanley, which has faced two high-profile racial discrimination lawsuits in recent years that it denies wrongdoing and said it gave $5 million to the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund in response to racial injustice and match all U.S. employee dominations. To the organization, the bank also spent $25 million to launch an initiative responsible for setting policies, putting in place metrics, and overseeing the mentoring development of promotion of diverse employee and driving change externally. And that's the end of this article. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like that's it. All right, well. Hey, I think there's more. There's some more of this? Let me see, make sure. I gotta make sure before I stop, guys. Related topics. Uh, all right, well, I'm gonna stop here. I'll leave this in the description of this particular stream. But no further ado, as my guest is there, if you could press star six one, Miss um, Hamilton, I'll see you present on the board so I could open you up. Star six one. Thank you. Tonight's subject, Chaos Rain presents. Are you average at best? With special guest Delisha Hamilton. Hello, Miss Delisha Hamilton. Can you hear me well? Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm good. I'm good. Welcome, welcome, welcome here for the very first time on TRS. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, yes. But before we go into the deep end of this conversation or the subject, I'd like to take a step back in a moment of time before we jump into the present and potentially the future. So for the very first time on TRS, can you tell the people that's listening for the first time a little bit about yourself? Yes, I am originally from California, the Bay Area. Um, I'm a real estate investor there as well as 
here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I currently reside. Um, I am, uh, I, I don't have any children. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely don't think I'm average at best. I'm above average. Um, I've got an above average partner. And um, I know tonight we're going to get into talking about average at best and what men and women in our community need to do to rise above that. So I'm happy to be a contributor and lend any insight I can into uh, the financial realm of that, uh, elevating, and wherever else I can contribute. Mm -hmm. Indeed. So now, before we go into it, I just read you what Goldman Sachs is about to invest um, in, um, I guess, the community in regards to, I believe, black women. Did you catch that? Yes, the arc I, I read? I'm not sure if you want to give you a little take on that briefly before we go into anything. Because it's something that I've, I've discovered lately, and I decided, let me just Google it and look for myself. And this is the first time I read about it, so I just want your take because, you know, in regards to the real intentions of this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that our community needs all of the help that it can get, all of these things that they're doing, um, all the different companies that come forward and want to implement new policy and help out um, on, the, on the one hand – you know, we need it whenever it is that, that we can get it. And on the other hand, you know, it's late. And it's unfortunate that these things have to come on the back of protests and, and you know, just, just unrest in the community, police killings, things like that, for a light to be um, shown on the disenfranchisement that black Americans experience. So um, on the one hand, that's good, but there there is – most likely never going to be any policy, any uh, help, any grants, any anything that's going to go far enough. It's just, it, it, it can't. It's just been too many, too many years, too many generations have built wealth um, off the backs of our ancestors. There's not going to be anything that they can do to fully correct that morally, obviously, as well as financially to ever set that right. They can do little things to... Um, help improve the the financial situation and opportunities of uh, people who are living today. But even still, every single black person is impacted by uh, the current disenfranchisement all the way back to the days of slavery. But everyone is not going to benefit from policies that these individual companies roll out, uh, even the legislation from the government. It's just never going to be all-encompassing. It's never going to target um, everything, and you also have local government, uh, police, chiefs, their officers, you know, for the presidents, heads of companies, they can't control those types of things. Institutional racism is so ingrained. It is in the fabric of America. That's what America was built on, is a, a racist, a systemically racist system and that's these these little things aren't going to change that, and that's the type of change that you would need uh, in order to really move the rate forward. So these things are are band aids. If you get a boo boo, yes, you do still need a band aid. But if your arm is broken, what's that going to do? Excellent, excellent. And you know, I like how you said it's a band aid. It's not going to really solve the problem. Ten billion dollars to 
roughly maybe over 40 million black people in America, particularly if it's only focused on black women, is something but is just a Band-Aid, which is not really enough, that what is really owed to black Americans for centuries. And my thing is that, um, to be fair and honest, that there was an issue with a lot of black women um, two years ago when um, a particular um, billionaire, Robert Smith, when he was going to pay $40 million to all the students, male students, from Spelman. Was it Spelman? Or, uh, not Spelman. Um, Morehouse. More, Morehouse, yes. And a lot of black women had issues with that and were looking into this man's history, even go as far as attacking who he choose to have sex and have married to a prop. And now you see women up here throwing the face to the men in the committee about this so-called man, Coxway man, throwing $10 million into whatever it is for black women, and now they're throwing back to us. And I think with the immaturity of our people, that's what it is, that no matter where the money comes to, it should aid to the necessity of our community, period. I believe that the money should go more to the males because we all know if the males are disenfranchised, you're not going to have a community long term. This is that simple. You get me? Most every other culture, every race of people focus on the males out of everything else. And if their males fail, there goes their nation. But, you know, you can't tell certain people this. Miss um, Ms. Hamilton. Um, but like I said, you know, the money's there. Um, I'm hoping some of the women... So if I may make... comment on that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, comment. Yes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. I, I mean, I am a black woman. I definitely think there needs to be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, legislation and programs and grants and whatever for, for black women, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But... It, it's a double-edged sword. Black women can't complain that black men aren't leading, they're not building, they're not doing anything when since the 90s, everything, all legislation that's rolled out has been to benefit women. I think that women, um, they, don't under, they don't see how much of a, a handout and a hand up they've been given through government programs. Um, and that just further disenfranchises black men um but then on the flip side of that if you say okay we're going to change that right now and we're going to give all this money to black men are black men prepared for that are they ready to take that money run with it know what to do with it um black women are you have a have are starting businesses um I, I understand, I've heard that it is a misconception, actually, that black women are not the highest educated. They're just the most enrolled. Um, but when you have, Oh, ooh, keep going. I'm listening. Go ahead. <laughs> but when, when you have a group of people who are continuously advocating for average and why the situation is what it is and the average man makes 42 and what do you want us to do that type of mindset and i'm just saying this as a business professional that type of mindset won't get you anywhere it doesn't matter what the average person is doing it doesn't matter what the the masses are doing even if it's not the masses even if it's a lot of people you wouldn't advocate for anyone to smoke just because millions of people do it you wouldn't advocate for that. So we hear, uh, I hear a lot from black men 
when it comes to income that these are the reasons why we can't do any better. So is the money best served in the hands of people who have a mindset like that? And they have a mindset. A lot of the positioning of their mindset is because they're raised in the house with single women. There's no father there. So um, I think that each group, men and women, have different issues um, that need to be addressed. But I am in full support of more attention being paid to black men because they need the tools to be able to step back into that leadership position. Um, the black community is run by black women, and you've got boys out here reading at a third grade, third grade level. You've got men out here saying that 42,000 is enough. You have men out here saying that you, you don't have the right to expect us to be providers. You have men out here saying that you need to come with 50% and then turn around and say, I don't care about your degrees or how much money you make, but you can't sustain yourself, let alone a woman or a family, without her income. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done and yes, money is part of it, but therapy is a huge, huge, huge part of it. The mindset has to completely change on both sides for men and women. But yes, there does need to be a substantial injection of capital um, into the black community. Um, but you can't just sit and wait on that. You can't sit and wait on this injection. You can't sit and wait on this $1,400, this $600, this $2,000, whatever the presidents have been rolling out. You have to take initiative. You have to make it happen. If the talented tenth can be created, you know, on the back of slavery and all that type of oppression, the, these men and women that came before us are rolling over in their grave listening to men talk about what they can't do in, in 2021 or what odds are stacked against them. That That's shameful. Yeah, yeah. And it, it goes back to a scarcity mindset for our community, especially with the men that become men, boys that come in men, that they have been trained in this environment that they should not ask more or try to do more right now. So when I hear conversations with enough men in a lot of spaces that saying that 42 is what they call middle class or is somewhat average, and I'm thinking, okay, you're average now, but as men, as you get older, don't you want more? You get me? Do you want to be capped off? Because let's be honest. And the next question I want to ask you is how much can my 42 grand a year stretch in 50 states in America, Ms. Hamilton? I don't know if you want to break down the numbers. Since well, these of course, it definitely, it definitely depends on where you live because that's the cost of living. Um, I did a breakdown of this, which I did look for it. I, I must have deleted it. I couldn't find it that I, I outlined on um, Obsidian's show. Um, so I don't remember the details, but I did look up the federal taxes on 42. Then I looked up the taxes for my state, uh, which is Georgia. I had my boyfriend to give me the expenses of uh, what it costs for a, a single man um, to live, um, you know, just so that the expenses didn't come from me and it came from a man. Um, and by the time I had done the end of the calculation, um, there was, what was it? It was 400 and something dollars less. And that was after, I mean, excuse me, that was before uh, 
any type of saving, investing, travel, uh, meals out, going to the club, shopping, um, just anything, anything extra. I think I believe the only expenses I included were rent, car note, uh, utilities, uh, groceries. Uh, things like that. I didn't include anything else. So even without any of the extras, with 42, if you live in Georgia, you're left with 400 and something dollars a month. And so a lot of people want to argue and say, if you're a single person, that's enough. But that's because a lot of black people are not exposed to the fullness of what your life can be. So you think that as long as it covers your bare minimum expenses, you're doing okay, that's because things like investing are not even in the scope of most black people. When we were on the show with yeah. Obsidian and Mr. Carter, even he had said that we're looking at about uh, a 12-year-old's mindset when it comes to finances in the, in the black community, that that's where they are in terms of their education level um, in regards to finances, that of a 12-year-old. So a 12-year-old is not thinking about investing. They're not thinking about anything like that. So that goes back to what I'm saying. If black men feel, and obviously this is not all, but if some black men feel that 42000 is enough, that means that they aren't even thinking about investing, starting a business, anything like that, because then obviously that wouldn't be enough. But then you turn around and, you know, where should this grant money go? Where should the these companies, where, where should they, they lend their support and make changes to help those that are enrolling in school, starting businesses, going hard, telling the men they need to make more, do more, be better, or the group of people who are saying we can't, this is enough, these are all the things that are holding us back. I wouldn't want to invest in them. That wouldn't make me want to do it. People who, are, people who have money, who are go-getters, are, tra- are attracted to other people who are like that. So if you have a group of people and the women in that group are really trying to push, you'd be more apt to support them. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So I guess if I'm a circle around people that are real go-getters, like I said, some women are getting that money like they should, and I'm a black man around – certain group of people, men, or let's say women, it should inspire me to, you know, level up and try to go get just as far as women. Am I right? Because I'm around a circle of go-getters. Right, if you're if you're in that circle. One thing that does baffle me a little bit, though, where I just I, I can't fully wrap my head around how this is, the, the numbers show that black men still out-earn black women. But when you're listening uh-huh. in conversation, it seems like there's a lot of women entrepreneurs, a lot of women who are making money, a lot of women who are, you know, really pushing and handling handling things on their own. Now, I don't like to throw in the, you know, we're single moms, we're doing this, because single motherhood, for the most part, is a choice. Women can come up with every anecdotal experience they want to as to why they're in that situation, but for the most part, that's a choice. So I don't feel like you get any kudos for overcoming something that you did to yourself. Um, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the call number for tonight's show for those who have questions. I see two people on here. I'm gonna open you up in a second. The call number is seven one two seven seven zero four one six zero. The access code is nine 
pounds I repeat, 712-770-4160, access code 977-194-POUND. Tonight's subject, Chaos Rain presents, Are You Average at Best? with Alicia Hamilton. Um, before we continue on, I have two people right on the board. Let me see if they have any questions or comments. So, stand back. First caller, open up. Um, caller, open up. Who's this? Hey, hey, what's up, man? All right, what's good? Brother, you sure? Yeah, any... I'm good. Um, I'm not sure. I know you've been listening. Do you have any questions so far? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, it's funny you you know, talk about this because I, I was just about a hour ago. I was listening to Doctor T Hassan Johnson. He was talking about this. And he was just talking about this, and I was uh, like, wow. You know, like, he was really breaking this down. Uh, one thing that he did talk about, he talked about uh, despite the fact that they are uh, seemingly going to leave out black men, um, particularly those black men who do know, have the know-how to, in fact, um, do it, uh, to, 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 to do with grant money, despite the fact, like the young lady just said, she said that uh, black men were still earning more. That's number one. Um, the, the, uh, the, he also said from a business standpoint, black men are still doing well from a business standpoint too. He said that they had a increase despite the COVID. Black businesses had, that was owned by black uh, men had an increase. So uh, whatever they did, it was working. So that was the positive. But at the same time, like she alluded to, and I, I want her to kind of – Piggy bank on what I was saying. I'm piggy bank on what she said. Um, um, they don't compare. Um, they compare white uh, uh, men to white women, but they don't compare black women to black men. That's something they won't do. So with the Goldman Sachs thing, they make it look like with these grants that they want to. I guess uh, as the article and has you know Johnson was talking about, they want to empower. Bl- black women and leave out black men so so which is very interesting and that doesn't surprise me as a black man because i know that due to again systemic and white supremacy they don't want to see black men lead and take control anyway that that's that that's a given but my point is that um i, I saw this and it was very interesting um, um how they play with these numbers and with these statistics, but they don't compare them properly and, and with that. So it, it would have you think that black men are just, oh, just doing oh, this just quite well. They don't need this. They don't need that. No, black men at the same time that are doing well, but at the same time they're doing bad. So it's, it's, it's a up and down thing with black men. Um, a, a, a black women are, are right at, quote, they're inside the middle. They're, at, they're right there. So I thought that the, that is in the sun was interesting, but um, it's a good topic, and the the young lady can probably, in a sense, I mean, I guess she can add some more on what what I just said about that. But um, I found it very alarming that Goldman Sachs would do this um, and not even even come to a say black male owners who, who own Fortune, some of them who own Fortune 500, come in and say, hey. We, what do you think about this plan here? Just to see what those guys would say. I, 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 I found that very 
kind of interesting. But at the same time, we got to understand as black men, we have an enemy, and, and these enemies don't want to see us progress or, or, or empower ourselves, period. And that's and I, and I know that's a negative, but it's a reality. So um, that's all I have to say, man. But good topic. It's funny. I, I was just looking at the video and everything. It's, it's weird that you're talking about this. But maybe the young lady can, can, can kind of piggyback on what I talked about. That's all I had to say, man. All well, right. let me say this to you. If you had an offer or if you had uh, anything to present, are you going to present it to the head or the tail? Are you going to present it to the to the leader or the the secretary? You're going to present it to the boss of the secretary. So in every other community, that that group of people is un, is undeniably the men. That's not what we have here. We have a gynocentric society here in in Black America. So if they're going to present an offer to the community, come to the community, come to those that appear to be leading and pushing things forward. Look what black women have done in politics and stuff like that. You know what I mean? They're, black women are really in the, in the, the forefront. The image of black well, men is tarnished, as is, in my opinion, you know, black women as well. The single motherhood epidemic, um, twerking, all this nonsense is, is, as well. But I... I I'm not saying it's right, but at the same time, I mean, I could see how black men are being bypassed. Well, yeah, and 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 so with that being said, I I don't believe statistically black, uh, uh, I don't believe that black women are quote the head from a business standpoint because, like you just stated earlier, uh, the state and and not just you, it's what's been stated that again, we still have young black boys. Who are, who who are involved in who who parents are I mean the parent who who come from one a one parent home which is hit by a female it's either what it's either he you know, he's in a gang it's either he's locked up etc so I'm saying so yeah so who's the head you see and it's not because we understand why the disparity is there because you had generational wealth like laid out which was taken away from us. So those black men during the 18 1900s, the early 1900s, that was building infrastructure and building generational wealth, those men got wiped out. You the see, person but who's making mean, the offer, who's bringing the offer from Goldman Sachs, doesn't know these stats. He doesn't know what's going on with black boys and being raised. In, right, and see, that's, that's my point. Home. It looks right, like and that's my right, right. So I'm saying that's my point. So you would think that Goldman Sachs. Who knows black executives? Who who knows black CEOs? Who've heard of them? Can't go to those guys and say, "Hey, what do you think about this plan here?" See, that's not what they're doing because that's not what they want to do. You see, right? So, I that's why that. I got to. And black yeah. women are on fire right now. They're in the forefront. Politics is huge right now in the world and in our country. More mm-hmm. people are tuned into that than ever before, and black women mm-hmm. are leading that. Well, I mean, they're, they're leading it because there's a narrative that was pushed by white male media again. Like I always say, overwhelmingly black men voted for Joe Biden. I mean, if, if that's how you want to look at it. Period. Right, they did. Yeah, so, so I'm saying, so it, it shouldn't be the, the conversation, should, it should never be where we're, we're having a conversation where black women are leading. No, black men voted for Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs> no, period. Stacey, Stacey Abrams handed that election and she's a black woman. Yeah, well, again, but we can't... Especially Georgia. Listen. That was all safe. Yeah, 
Yeah, but again, black men voted in Georgia for Biden. <laughs> again, black men voted. The black men said, okay. Right, they, they voted, but Stacey right. led the charge. So that that's what you can see. You see Stacey. You, you don't even see me. I voted. You don't see you. You don't see nothing. You see Stacey Abrams. Yeah, yeah and, and then, and, and again, but that's unfortunate because it wasn't just based around Stacey Abrams. See, that's the point, and that's something that should, that, that should be said. But that's not my argument. My, my argument is not that, though. That's Truthfully, that's none of my argument. But, um, but, but that's all I had to say, um, Gary, and uh, thank you, Gary, and thank the young lady, too, for c- coming on, and I'm going to continue to sit back and listen. Thank you. Uh-huh. Gary? Gary? I don't know what happened. Eric, are you muted? <laughs> oh, well, I'm, just, I'm saying like, Gary, where are you? That Gary? Okay. Okay, well, maybe he went to the restroom or something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure not. Yeah. No, but so so that's how I look at it. I I just don't want want us to be into this gender thing because I, and see and, and that's another trick that, that that we gotta be careful because we already have that the dynamic as it is the gender thing. So I and so I'm I'm trying to say, hey, look, yo, let's let's make sure that we look at this thing, you know, as where it is and understand that we we can't be against one another because of this. You know, what I mean, this ain't the first, you know, you know. So I I think. That's the danger behind this. I think that this is something that we should be talking about too. Let's make sure that this does not happen, and that we can, in fact, you know, understand this for what it is. Um, I still don't think it's enough. Um, whether or not they give it to black women or not, I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you on this one. That that's not enough. So, it, like you were saying, it's a band aid. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going to come out of this. I mean, I think that um, it won't be enough. Um, um, and as far as black men are concerned, I think black men in the business world and the entrepreneurial world, he's going to continue to strive regardless of whether or not, you know, they recognize him or not. So I think that's how I look at that, that he's going to continue to do what he do um, regardless. Um, so Even with um, Ice Cube's plan for his contract with Black America, black women had a problem with that because there, there wasn't anything in there specifically – for them, so black men are going to have to step up and demand what it is that they what they want because, unfortunately, it it doesn't seem like they their their women are 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 backing them. Their women are concerned what? more so, you know, about mm-hmm. what they can get. We saw that with Ice Cube, right? Yeah, and how right, that yeah. panel reacted to that. Right. Yeah, and and which was silly. I mean, it, to me, it, it really was silly because his 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 contract. Really, Really stated something for the black for, for black people at large. He didn't have a gender specific in his contract. Period, and right. and he explained he, he tried to explain that nicely to them that that's not what it, it's not about men or women. It's about the black it's about black people at large. It's not just about one particular gender. And I think that's where he was coming from. And he specifically said that. He said he didn't know why that. Black women are used to programs that are designed just for them. 
Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. With food stamps. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Grant specifically for women, this program for women, this program for right. black women, you know. Yeah. So because it didn't say women, then, you know, they right. have a problem. Right. And even yeah. if it said it didn't say anything gender specific, but even if it had said something gender specific in terms of what we want to do for black men, where's the support for that? Black women get right. so much. They get right. so much. Right. Yeah. Why can't they have this? How come a black man couldn't put forth a proposal to right. enfranchise and uplift black men? Why is that not acceptable? Mm-hmm. Right. Why is that something to rail against? Right. Remember, ladies, you have black sons. You're raising black boys. Right. So yeah. it can't just yeah. be this, this selfish disdain, you know, when you have you have black children that'll grow up to be in this category of adult right. black men. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, we agree. I mean, we, we agree. I mean, I'm I'm with you on that one, a thousand percent. Um, I, I'm totally with you with that one, a, a thousand percent. Um, um, I, I just hope that they, that we can get other sisters, you know, black women, to see it from that perspective too. But again, there's been such a uh, the, the, this narrative to be pushed that uh, uh, that that will slam and bash that that will slam black men in a sense. It's like they slam Ice Cube, and then here's a guy that just is trying to help. Here's a guy that's saying, "Look, well, y'all always talking about you no know, black male leaders, and we're trying to lead." <laughs> here's one that came forward with a plan and and, and, and got and, and got trashed. Um, I hope that didn't discourage Ice Cube. For, I hope for not future either. things. Yeah, I hope it didn't discourage him because here's a guy that got a black wife, he got a black family, he got he got wealth. I mean, I, I didn't understand why it was such a pushback, and 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 and, and mom, on top of that, too, uh, uh, he was also slammed by other black men, which I thought was kind of odd. They was they were slamming him, you know. So now so, that I didn't hear, I didn't hear that. What were black yeah, men saying? Yeah, there were black men who were slamming Ice Cube. Because you have black men who have the, put, taken the narrative as well. You have, as what I call them, black male haters. They don't. They dislike other black men because maybe Ice Cube might have said something a while back and they disagreed with him and they don't like him for it. You'd be surprised. The i the, the thought uh, the, the thought uh, a process of other black men towards other black men. You know. So, um, but um, that's another subject. I think he's back. Is he back? Gary, you back? Gary, I guess he's not. You still there? I'm here. Okay, where, 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 where did Gary go? I don't have a Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so... Let the other callers come in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I don't... <laughs> Yeah, so that was that. So there were there were some black males who who also, I mean, and, and, and they quote haven't haven't gotten over the fact that Ice Cube at one time was that they, he was considered to be part of this misogyny attack on black women, which I I, I didn't in some cases didn't see him being a, attacking black women in a sense, um, like they said he was, but because he's been married to a black woman f- 
for over 30-something years, over 40-something years, he's been married. Matter of fact, I met his wife one time. One time. So, you so said I, you met I, her? I, yeah, I met her in, in past. It was, it was very short, and okay. I was introduced to her as as as, as Ice Cube's wife. I know. Oh crap, you know. And you know, we've been married for, for years. I mean, so I, I don't understand what the deal with that was. But, um, hey, but yeah, sure. oh, okay, good hey, man. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Miss Hamilton? My name is Is, is Gary around? Okay, well, well, I'm getting ready to try to explain what's going on here. Oh, okay. okay. My name is Tyrone, and I don't know what happened to Gary, but what I can do is um, I can try to continue you guys' conversation by taking the phone calls and moderating the show. And, Brother Yashua, I appreciate you calling in, and what I'll do is I'll open this other line. Okay, uh, all right. To, uh, let the next caller on. All right, guys, if y'all want to call in, the number to call in is 712-770-4160. The access code is 977194. And then you know you hit star 61. So, uh, Greg, welcome to the sure. show. How you doing? We've got Miss Hamilton on tonight. And the hey, Tyrone, I'm in a lineup too, Tyrone. I just wanted to talk. Okay, I'll get you out the Greg. All right. All right. And the topic of the show um, is uh, are you average at best? So what's your comment or question for the guest, Greg? Well, I'm, I'm just an average brother. I never consider myself elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just not, it's, it's not how my brain works. I think everyone's pretty much equal and the same. So no, nobody. That's uh, kind of my mindset. But the point I try to make, man, I was listening to uh, you talk about black women killing it. They aren't killing it, man. I think the medium income for black women is $21,000 or 19 I mean, that's just not killing it. I don't know why sisters have this, you know, black experience, black queen, and they're killing it, and we're not doing that well. That's simply not true. I mean, I go to financial seminars. I used to. I never saw black women there only with their husbands, but they aren't there. They aren't killing it. They have, these, they have a lot of jobs in these offices. And I used to go in there as electrician and work for a company, and they're just office workers, man. They're not, they're not making them. They're not making more than a damn UPS driver that they look down on. I don't know where they get this from. I don't really know the black women in game. You know, they, they want to be try to try to be the leaders of the community, which they're not. They're not the leaders. Uh, I don't know why they want to be the so-called leaders. What's their end game? To be alone? At full All right. So, so Hold on. I'll finish, bro. Okay, Greg, yeah, yeah. listen, you're, you're asking a lot of questions, and you, you're All throwing right. a lot of claims out there, and we have a guest, so we're going to let her respond, and then I'm going to let you continue the conversation. We're going to try to have a conversation here, okay? Oh, I'll be brave. She goes All right. Just, just give me about 10, 10 seconds. I'll be done. There is no end game for sisters, but just there's going to be poverty and alone with cats. I mean, you need to get with your man and build like you other race. You're not the leaders. You're not running shit. You're not running strong men and not going to be led by a woman. What was happening in the black communities? Black men are checking out from black women. That's what's really happening. It's just they're not they're not building with them. They're saying mm-hmm. no, no, thank you. That's what's happening. They're walking away from sisters. Black women don't get it. They don't understand okay. it. That's all, all right. Well, thank you for your comment, and Miss Hamilton, <laughs> uh, you can respond to Greg. Okay. So I, I do agree, and I, I thought that I made it clear that my perspective was that it, it appears that black women are killing it. And then I said, but statistically, we know that they earn less than black men. I said clearly that I was baffled by 
how it is that narrative is pushed and how it appears that black women are, you know, uh, more highly educated, but we know that they're just more enrolled. Seems like they're starting businesses. They're heavy in politics. Um, but we know that they are uh, under earning in comparison to black men. So um, I did say that. And then also when he says that black women are not the leaders of the community, I understand that that's not how it's supposed to be. And I understand that a a man may not like that, but I I disagree with him there. I think that is the case. Most most households with children in them are, are ran by black women. I think right. that black women are in the forefront. I think that black men are, they're just not given the opportunities that black women are to elevate out of this bottom rung position that black people in general are in, right? So ever since black men had to leave the home, they weren't, they had to leave because they, she, need, she needed the welfare. She traded the welfare for, for her man. But the reason why she needed the welfare is because the black man was being disenfranchised and he and he couldn't get gainful employment. So the cards against him from the oh, beginning, and I fully agree with that. However, that has put black women in a leadership position no, in the, the family nothing, the community man. that maybe they They're be. not leading shit, man. Black women aren't leading. Greg, we're going to do it like this right here. I know that you have some type of animosity against black women. Every time you call in here, that is your rant. But tonight, if you if if you have that same type of vitriol, then allow the well, black woman to speak to you and, and not try to talk over her. Okay, so just don't do that, Greg. Just calm down for a second. I, I don't know what to tell you, brother. But go ahead, Ms. Hamilton. I apologize. No, that's no problem. And and then to you, Greg, directly, I, I I mean I understand what you're I understand what you're saying, but you don't. In this conversation between you and I, it would be unnecessary to take the stance uh, with me as if I'm a typical black woman because I'm I'm not. I don't believe in child support. I don't believe in alimony. I I am in, you know, fully understanding of the position of the black man when it comes to income because I am a high earner. I do have a little less sympathy in that area for anyone who's not performing. Um, but, you know, we can, we can have a, we can have a, 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 a conversation that, that, you know, doesn't go in the way that maybe your, your conversations typically go with black women. Cause I'm an atypical black woman. My views are not in line with the average black woman. Well, All stop right. with the little, stop with the little insults and then I'm cool. You, you you dish like seven of them, and you need to stop the little insults. What insults like are those, black, Greg? Well, black men in the lower position. That was the one we said. Black men aren't stepping up. Those are little side disses. They're, they're backhanded disses. You, they're you, not you backhanded dish like seven disses. Of them. I said black people in general are on the bottom rung, and black well, you, women you, you are said, being given the well, handout to elevate. No. That's a fact. Well, Greg, I think I think what's well, going on here, Greg, is that um, yeah. as, as she described um, the way she's looking at black men and black women, I think that you're taking it kind of personal when those were general descriptions, and they're she not wasn't true, really though, Tyrone. She huh? She's like seven. She 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 said black men either step up and get where the black woman. I mean, that's a bunch of nonsense. Well, I, I'm, I'm a black man. I said, I said, hold on, let's talk about that. I said black men need to what? Black men need to, you know, 
get where black women are at and you need to build and come up to your level, like we're, like we're beneath I, you. Or Greg, some I shit. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. I build people. I build black women. I'm an electrician. And they don't have Greg, money. I didn't even say that. So it's okay, Tyrone. No, Tyrone. Um, to take yeah. over for next five, ten minutes. I got mercy. Take, for got, five, ten yeah. minutes, all right? I got you, brother. Okay, right. Tyrone, remember, I'm after this. I, I got you all I, I got you all facts. I, I just I just thought it was interesting with Greg going back and forth with the guest. So, Greg, hold on for a second. We're gonna we've got another caller here, and then I'm gonna get all facts on the line. Uh, Miss Hamilton, I appreciate you staying around, taking the punches. I, I don't know what's wrong with Greg. All right, unknown caller, who's on the line? Oh, this is Miss Lady. Hello, Turbo. Hey, Miss Lady. Um, what I'm gonna do, Miss Lady, is I'm gonna let all facts go, and then you can go um right out to all facts. Okay. Welcome okay. to the show. All right. All facts, your line is open, so you can go ahead and ask uh, Ms. Hamilton some questions. Hello, Ms. Hamilton. How you doing? I'm just coming in. I uh, came right in. When, Hi. Uh, how you doing? When you and Yas were, was looking for Gary, I know the topic. Um, Are you average? I, I, I know the topic, but now I'm kind of getting a sense of the uh um, take can, real quick. Can you give me a, a brief summary of your point of view of the topic, and then I'll go from there. Real quick. Okay. Well, I we I feel like our conversation kind of derailed from the topic, but the topic is: Are you average at best? Um, so what? I, I I guess the the moderator maybe might need to direct that a little bit more. Or what what is it asking? Are black men average at best, or am I? Are black women the mainstream, the majority black woman? Is she average at best? Men, myself, who who? What are? Okay. Well, I'll wait till Gary come back, but I just want to comment on what I just heard. And I guess Miss Lady go by. Um, I just want to say this: when when it talks about employment, when statistics are funny. Black men may be making more, right, because they balance up and they say black men. But black women are more employed more than black men. There are so many black men are out here struggling and they're unemployed. Black males are the lowest unemployed in this nation. It's a fact. I mean, you have women working. So when you look at that statistic, that, that still doesn't mean that black men are doing better than black women. There is a special initiative. And I agree, but there's a consequence when you make these statements that black women are controlling and dictating the black family. Because if any black man is unemployed, if this country don't sign bills to help the black male, the black woman is responsible. If the black woman is putting the Democrats in the party, you're responsible how this country politically handles your folk and getting them jobs. So they won't do that. There's a little consequence to that. But I want to say this. I think it's a trickery, and I think anybody that tries to divide and says the black male or the black woman is more responsible for the dysfunction in the black family, it's idiotic, it's dangerous, and they like tunnels. That's like white supremacists because of the divide. When you have the public or anybody, any culture, says black women or black women is that and don't talk about the black family, it's division. It's just simple. And it's kind of funny that other cultures around the country is listening to this and saying women are dictating those men, dictating the family, and look how it is. 
this, this, I mean, the situation that we're in was forced upon us. If you always attack the male's employment in a capitalist society, the children and the woman that he's with are going to be suffering. It starts with him, and everything breaks down. It's just a fact. So um, I, I just want to go there, but I just wanted to, I just heard that statistic that black men are making more than black women. No, 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 no. That may be true, but when it's talking about regular employment, putting something on a regular table, they're outdoing this, and they're taking traditional black male jobs. That's all I got to say, and I'll wait to go. So back. I, I, think yeah. what it, I think you're absolutely okay. right, and what it may be is there are more black women in those spaces in terms of their numbers, but the black men that are in those spaces with them are out earning them. So, you know, there may be five black men there, but there's 20 black. So the five black men are making more than the black women, but there's 20 of them in that space. Right. And when you're a male that provides for your family and you have females saying, you know what, you got to make more than me or you got to provide for the family, it's an extra stress for a male. And that's when you can get gender bias. It's extra stress for a male to make money and jack them for jobs and stuff because of the family and things of that nature. But thank you. I, I'll, I'll wait to the other topic, Ms. Hamilton. Thank you. Yeah, and, and just, just listening to you guys' conversation, I guess whenever, if you compartmentalize certain things, like if you're talking about the black males versus the black uh, females on Wall Street, then the black males is going to be winning on, on that. And, it, and if you're talking about disproportionate numbers, like she just said, if the black males are in that space, then most likely they're going to be earning more than the uh, black woman. Um, so, but like all facts are saying, if there's greater numbers of black women out there, on the average, women is going to be making more than men. So I guess both of y'all can be right on this conversation. Miss um, Lady, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? I'm hanging in here, Tyrone. Got some stuff going on. I'm hanging in here, okay? All right. Welcome to the show. Oh, Lord. Well, I didn't listen from the very beginning. I've been listening maybe about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And um, it's interesting how um, it just, and I understand where it comes from. We all do. But there seems like there's just such a fragility and ego at time and you know who calls in all the time and harangues on black women um, black women are trashed continuously um, publicly on this line and um, if anybody from Goldman Sachs was listening to it they definitely wouldn't be trying to help black men out listening to that foolishness so um, all I want to say again is when what was the man, Mr. Robert Smith, get, uh, wrote off all of those black male student loans from Morehouse? All right. Did Tyrone Thompson, mm -hmm. there? I am back now. Um, for everybody that's listening, are, I'm going to put you up back. Wait a minute. Hold are on, Miss Lady. Yeah, you hear, you hear Gary. You, you hear Gary. Uh, uh, Miss Lady, right. uh, Gary had an emergency, and he's trying to let us know yeah. what his status is. So. Yeah. So, oh, you okay? I get yeah, I well, I'm not going to that. That's personal right now, but um let me continue on. Um, okay, but Gary, here here's where we at, brother. Miss Lady yeah. was just um uh, getting ready to ask Miss Hamilton a, a question. All right, she um, has a question. And then um and then we got all facts and Yasha line this open, okay? So go ahead, Miss yeah. Lady. I'm sorry about interrupting you. Anyway, when I just want to say when that man wrote off all those student loans for those black male students so they could get a head start or 
don't have that burden on them trying to branch out in their careers. You didn't hear black women complaining about, well, he didn't write off Spelman's uh, student loans. So I think um, it just is a bad look for black men to continually to sling arrows and trash black women when um, they get any kind of uh, step up because it's only going to benefit the black family. For the, most, for the most part, you have a lot of single black mothers raising black boys and girls. And it's going to help their children. So I wish this little uh, fragility and black male ego would be reduced. And I do agree with all facts in a lot of ways. Uh, and all facts, I want to tell you that... Um, um, I, I just hope I, you know, don't take anything I say to you real personally, okay? And uh, I just want to say, I, you know, uh, me and Alfax goes back for years, for years and years. But anyway, um, I, uh, if you re if you actually categorize the professions, you're gonna have more black men who are electricians and who are plumbers and who are painters, right? Because it's a male-dominated profession, it's physical. And, uh, if you, but if you look at more of the office administrative um, healthcare fields, you're going to have more black women in those fields or teaching teaching fields. So that's just how it goes. But black women are stepping forward, and they know it on some level. And instead of dealing with that reality and being honest about it, they're attacking black women and trying to negate it. That is not a good look. Non-black men are not going to accept that. No. Oh, I didn't have a question. I just had some statements. But no, you okay. Could just, okay, all right. So let, let's stop right here. Um, Ms. Hampton, you there? You about to say something? Oh, yeah, Gary, no, you sir, all I was, asking, I was asking her if I could ask her a question. Oh, yes. But see, he likes to interrupt and mute me all the time. 90% of the time, that's his MOU. But, but maybe he won't this time. Okay, I'm not sure. This is my first time on the show. But what I, what I was going to ask you is, do you think that black women are shooting themselves in the foot by turning their nose up to blue-collar men? Most people who, you know, elevate and really make money, that's in the blue-collar sector. So, therefore, if black women are, you know, going to college and they're, you know, secretaries and they're, you know, doing all this type of stuff, how is that not the perfect alignment to a blue-collar black man? I think it's a, it's a great alignment. It could be a great – listen, I met a contractor years ago, years ago, um, through a, a friend. It was a friend of a married couple. And he was building uh, – getting those houses and flipping them and renting them and stuff. He ended up owning, like, four McDonald's. And that was decades ago. You know, if you have, it depends on the compatibility factor. You know, so if you have someone that has some common sense that has go, that will work with you to accomplish things in life, to set yourself, to set up a legacy for your family, and who, uh, who you can trust and who has trust in you, you can go a whole lot further. I don't think you should look down on anybody. Depend, you know, on their work. I mean, if you have an honest job and you're working, that's always a plus. But it's always the compatibility that that's 
that's most important. I think another problem is that black women are opposed to building with black men. If more black women were willing to build with black I men. I disagree. Um, I, well, I'm, and I'm an older woman. I absolutely disagree. I know so many black women who tried. See, years ago, they thought the party wasn't going to end. Before all of the immigration, before all of the, um, the exporting of all the manufacturing jobs, Black men were partying Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So were black women, too, but they, were, they weren't serious. And I know so many that, were, that are divorced that begged their husbands to work with them, to buy rental property, to save and invest, and they weren't interested. So I and think I this that's is true also, yes. Okay? And so they're the ones that shot themselves in the foot. The smart ones worked with their wives. And they're doing fine. But there well, were two we can't even compare I mean, even, it to why. The kind of friends I tried to get to do things and they wouldn't do it. They just wouldn't do it. They wanted a party, they wanted to to um um wear the latest tennis shoes, they wanted to show off, they wanted to have their apartment with their stereo so they can be quasi playboys. You know, and run all of that foolishness, you smoke weed. They just weren't interested in being serious about building a future, so many of them. But thank right. God not all of them were like that. My brothers weren't like that. Okay. I have a brother who's a civil engineer, and he was serious about his studying. That came first. But, you know, so many, and I mean, they just wouldn't do it. I think also. And the women are professional women. They, got, they have at least a bachelor's degree. Some have master's degrees. They own nice homes. Um, some were left in really bad financial um, situations from their divorces. They had to rebuild. They lost property, all of that, because the men just wouldn't get serious. Now, I don't know about the young, younger people. Can if somebody something? can talk about the young people, okay, I don't know mentality they are, like in the 20s, it'd be interesting to know if there's a difference in mentality. I don't know. Okay. All right. Thank you, Miss Lady. Um, anybody else? Can I comment? Yeah. Yeah, if you comment. And who, 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 who's on the line? Who's this? All who facts. All facts. Can I go ahead? All right. All, no, I'm all facts. I got to continue on. I'm going to open back the oh, lines for – yeah, thank you. Go ahead. You can comment, um, Miss Hamilton. I'll put everybody back on mute. I was going to say that, that also I think that uh, black men have to take responsibility for uh, kind of where black women think they should be because uh, social media, music videos, things like that, all of that is influence, right? So when you have black men, chains, gold teeth, money, you know, Gucci this, Louis that, and that's what's being perpetuated, black women are going to think, that this is what you should have. So if you don't have that, then you're underperforming. But that's black men who are putting out those images in the videos and whatnot. Now, of course, it's not all black men. It's the sector of men that are in that sphere. But that's what is being pushed on mainstream media. So therefore, a black woman is going to have that expectation. If you don't meet that expectation, she's going to think you're underperforming. And black men have set that standard. Not all, but like I said, those that are perpetuating that in a public space are setting that mindset. 
Mm-hmm. And I would like to add on, this is why black media is very essential, Miss Hamilton. That's why you're seeing a lot of men in many sectors, not only on podcasts, but YouTube, whether black manosphere or just general black men, they are doing a conscious effort as we speak to push back this propaganda of what the image or how we should view what black man is and what it, he should be. And I feel in my mind that a lot of people that is receptive to the information on many platforms to know and understand the end game of a lot of them, rather people want to admit or not, is to change the direction of how people should view and see black men, not only in the 20th century, but moving forward in the 21st century. That's why you see a lot of platforms separate themselves from the so-called Pookie and Ray Rays and the educated lambs and lambs, which I don't like to use the word lame because that's very subpar. But there is a divide and separation in regards to which women should really be wise to pick if they want some long-term, on the average, you get me? And like I said, if media push out, this is what the image and what you should look and see who a black man is, like, you know, the low-level type, you know, the pan sagging, all the negative stuff that they derive that what black man is, um, a lot of black men are using media platforms to push back that propaganda. And I would say for most women that got that got their stuff together as on a purpose, they should, too, push the image of the ratchet culture of black women. Can we agree, Ms. Hamilton? Absolutely. I fully agree. Yes. So that's how I see it. So moving forward, because I did cover the men's side of things. Now for the ladies. And I see your hands up, so be patient, people. What is the one thing you think is the biggest weakness we that a black woman is facing now in the 21st century overall that is needed improvement? The children issue. Okay. okay. Absolutely. The the children issue. They're, they're saddling themselves with um, unwanted children, and it's, it's holding them back. Um, I think black women uh, are pushing a narrative that, Black men are abandoning their families. And I've said this before on other shows that black women need to understand these men are not abandoning families. A man that lays down with you and you pop up pregnant, you are not his family. That child is not his family. He's, he, you are not married to him and then he walked out on you. They are not abandoning their families. You, no child is brought into this world that a woman does not choose to bring into the world. You're choosing to have children under less than ideal circumstances. That's a choice that rests solely on the shoulders of black women. And black women want to say, well, well, we both made this baby. You knew this or you should have worn a condom or you should have this. The onus, in my opinion, is on black women. It is you that is saddled with the children. It is you that's going to get the couple hundred bucks a month thrown at you uh, for for child support that's not going to help you do anything. You saw this situation with your sisters, your cousins, your aunties, your mom, your grandmother, and you choose to continuously repeat this cycle and then want to blame black men. You could be on birth control. You could take the morning after pill. You can have an abortion. You choose not to. 
and thus you're in this situation and you think that a black man should society thinks not just black women the government thinks that black men should be financially crippled through child support and alimony and and then somehow miraculously be able to keep up with the joneses it, it just it, it it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any financial sense okay okay um another thing that a lot of men have been reiterating the one weakness also is the weight problem in our communities i mean besides the men that yeah there are men that are overweight not that large and many by the percentage from what the data has been so-called showing but they notice between men and women they notice women now for the last let's say 30 years maybe or 20 something years have put on double the amount of weight than the average man because they say the average height of a man in the west is like 5'10 roughly 5'9 to 5'10 and he statues either 168 to close to 190 over 190 and now what is said that the women have put on double that amount roughly every decade or so now that it said it's now roughly 180 the average weight of American woman that makes her a dress size 12 or 14 at most and now that there's new data that has not been revealed if I double check now that the average dress size now if I won't be surprised is a dress size 20 Miss Hamilton and I just threw that number because I don't know if it's reached that now but last time I checked the average dress size five years ago was a size 16 so the question I should ask do you think the weight problem is one of the also biggest factors that affects the market the day market for the average or wherever man marrying women especially black women yes I do because that that adds that that's a huge part of their sexual marketplace value in terms of a man wanting to be uh, paired with her is what she looks like so when black women want to retort that you know black men aren't always in shape either their their main concern needs to be the money a woman's concern is how she looks not to say that that's the only concern men do need to be concerned about their health as well and women also need to take care of their finances and credit and such but traditionally speaking a, a man can you know ha, have some leeway in terms of how he looks as long as he's an earner women no matter if you earn or not still need to have that type and the reason why I ask this question is because what I've learned there are men that are sometimes what the women consider unattractive and possibly big but their money's right so a man that doesn't fall in the looks or the physicality he makes up and also height he makes up for his resource how much money he makes what he owns if it's good he owns some really good or something that he's more value of what he does his productivity and I always say it's personally a man should always be productive period and that's not going to leave us fellas but because how the roles are re reversed in this society between men and women women now act like men in regards they rather look for the physicality first the resource or the money he makes second 
And because of this now, it's causing very much a topsy-turvy amongst our communities. Now, I'm not saying women should not really pick a dude that's they're not – well, if they're sexually attracted, would help. But, but a man, at the end of the day, he should be very much productive to that he could provide something and protect as well. When I find when women deviate from that and they want to deal with a man that has a jawline, six-pack, all that stuff, I conclude as a man that you're moving more towards your masculine side of things and you're vibrating more like a man. Because man should always, when he deals with me, it's always not only what you bring to the table, but you also bring looks, something that's appealing to the eyes to attract that mate. And be honest with you, Ms. Hamilton, a lot of women think that's not important. A lot of women that say that. Can you imagine that? They know that man should not pick you by your look. Dr. Miami. They know it's important. They understand mm. that. Yeah, spend that money in that surgery, especially if you make that they money, understand. sister. Yeah. And I heard in my, Miami, they got pure nines and tens down there. So, for a woman that lives in Florida or any part where the competition is high, you know you got to be you have to meet the looks. If not, you not can get picked. You might get a pump and dump from a man if your cars are in the table, but in regards to somebody hold you on and provide for you long term, that's not in the repertoire. And I'll say this personally to for the fellas, just to give slack for ladies, that you know, I think on our be our backs, we should be more mindful to be given one or two things, Miss Hamilton. I like to call dick and attention. If a man continues to facilitate either one of the two or both, the women that should change will not change on the average. Because let's be honest, if a woman is not able to attract the opposite sex, you know what she does? She's going to do everything possible to get attraction to be appealing, you know? Hell, why do women spend the money on the makeup, the hair? It's all this is to attract, to look good, to attract the opposite sex. So they know the importance of good looks and maintain Maybe a healthy weight loss. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, maintain a healthy weight. No one say you got to be a stick, a stick now. But if you're roughly a six and possibly lower, you have a good shot of holding on to a real productive man. You know, because if you hear most dudes, and a lot of they say they don't believe men because they say, well, you're giving more attention to the men, to the women that have body and that have big boobs, ass. I understand, but those dudes, it's just a fantasy. But overall, they're not going to wife it up, especially if they're too big. That's just me, but go ahead. I think that also to piggyback off of what you're saying about how, you know, women invest in makeup and hair and all those types of things, they'd be better served investing that money in a personal trainer because black men have said numerous times they don't like the weave, they don't like the makeup caked on, they don't like these ridiculous eyelashes, they don't like it. But what they do want is for you to lose weight. So why not invest that money in a personal trainer? It takes hours and thousands of dollars to maintain these looks that the men are telling you clearly they don't like. They don't like it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it goes back again that a lot, and let's be honest, um, Denise, how many of our women today really listen to men in our community that they take and really pay attention, listen to what the men really want? Let's be honest. How many women on that percentage small, you think? Small, small percentage. Yeah. And the reason for that is because in their mind, they say that black men should take it. You should accept me as I am. No self-improvement in regards to health, maybe the looks. You just take it, me as I am, and that's good enough. And it makes you go back to the woman of the Miss Average at best, which is not the focus of this show, but when Mr. Samus told her that you're average at best, you make decent amount of money, and you're starting to make real good money for the last three years, which is one of the benchmarkers that's supposed to be labeled for men that's making close to 100K more a year. But the problem is, why he said that not only your average at best, but it's going to be hard for you to, to get a man up your level, is because you have a child and you're older. And a lot of women, they can't really get over that. They look at this black man and say, and you know what's funny? Because this man has started a conversation now about this, that I hear so much things about he is homo, he's gay, this and that. But let me tell you a secret, Miss Hamilton. I had a conversation with another woman that talked about this man, and she went and got me for the same thing because I don't approve of people's lifestyle choices if they're about that transgender, homosexual, unapproved. And she got me trying to call me out on certain things. But have a bigger problem calling out a black man that's telling black men what they don't want to hear, calling him all gay, all this. So it makes it be like a man, I'm confused, that there's a lot of gaslighting, a lot of games being played, that they just want comfort message and they want the men to tell them anything that doesn't suit them or they feel is attacking. And I find that to be very weird at the end of the day. Well, that, like Kevin says, he deals in outcomes. So ladies have to look at what what is that getting you? Are you happy with the outcome? And they're not because nobody complains more. No one complains more than the black woman. So you're, they're obviously not happy with their positioning. Everything that's happening now, everything that, that is going on on both sides is not working. And, and people are going to have to, on an individual micro level, take accountability for their own situation, for their own lives, for their own health, for their own finances, and move forward that way. You can't look around and say, well, the average black man is doing 42, so if I'm doing 42, I'm okay, and then turn around and say, but uh, uh, the, the black women need to lose this weight and not have kids. If you're going to deal with average, then you need to look at what average is on both sides. On the black man's side, average is $42,000 a year. On the black woman's side, average is two kids, two baby daddies, 183 pounds. That's what well, it I, is. So if you can't I, elevate I, above 42, she can't drop below 183 and, and, mm-hmm. and move on from the topic. We, t- we beat this topic to death. There's a difference between high value and average at best. So 
So if you want something different, average is 42, 183 pounds, size 14, two kids, two baby daddies. That's average. If you don't want to be in that realm, drop the weight, knock it off with the kids, make more money. That's the answer. <laughs> it's not complicated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's easy than it sounds, but like I said, majority of people on the average, well, I can't say average, but majority of people are not willing to do what's necessary, put in the work to change the outcomes, you know. And I think and the with the men. people have average lives. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying you can't live an average life, but no say that you're going to see the same results and the same outcomes with this average thinking. And I'll tell most people, if you could think and move beyond average and try to say you want to do and want to have better outcomes, you have to do what's necessary. It's that simple. And that requires work. And I think when it comes to our community, majority of our people, right, they want to keep complaining, they're not willing to put in no work at all. As a man, if you are making that or less and you try and bump up, you might have to do some side hustles. You get me? You're going to have right. to find something just to bump it up. And you're not, no one said you're going to be a millionaire, but let's say you could make yourself make more money where you could push to have a better outcome. That a man could strive for. You get me? I mean, right. not saying that a small business or a starting business will get you there, but if you have some side gigs, some side hustles, and you put in the serious work and grind hard, you're going to see your your life change within the first year or two. I guarantee you. Hell, you could probably learn some online. I say this, um, Denise, since the pandemic, I've talked to a particular sister just to buy my time while most people are staying home. And she referred to me to an online school where it pays less than a fraction. I'll, I'll give it a label. It's called Udemy. And they have courses that you can learn and learn some new skills and learn something new for less than $20. And you could stay with the, with the program as long as you want, watch it and learn it, and, you know, even go as far as if you're confident, you could probably prepare yourself to take a test on some of these courses, possibly, for certain certifications in certain fields. So it's not that it is, it's not out here. I tell people, especially men, you've got to put yourself in position and look for it. You get me? I'm across certain people that, you know, they present this to me. I watch certain channels, and I implement, find it, and go out and try to see what I can learn. It's that simple. But like I said, YouTube, biggest platform it is, in my mind, is a waste to a lot of our people, black people. Because let's be honest, entertainment, drama, and other forms of stuff is um, – Entertaining. It's comfortable. It's some people keep their attention span to watch. But I'm telling you as a brother, tell every man this. And I'll tell you ladies this. If your attention span only lasts for less than five seconds, you need to disconnect from all social media and, so, and internet altogether and start bump your attention span better. And the best way to do that, you might start buying some books and start reading. You got to break your attention span. Because it's for you to assimilate new information or find things that will help you, you have to break your addiction to the nonsense. There's no way in hell you as a grown adult tell me you can't watch something that's educational beneficial for more than an hour and say your head hurts, 
you're bored and all that, you go turn and find other channels that talk about nothing all day that doesn't help your outcomes in life. Can we agree? I agree. That's why all channels that have good information and some that can be beneficial are going to get less numbers, less attention. And I'm going to tell you a secret to a lot of people don't know. The YouTube that you subscribe to or channels that you watch, they are controlling what you're really watching, what is being pushed out there for your subconscious mind. I'm telling you personally that because we don't run this platform, they know who's watching and what people are vibrating from the start. So you know what the algorithm will do on YouTube? They will keep feeding you that nonsense. So if you like drama or talk about black male or black female in a negative way, they're going to funnel you for your recommendation nonsense. And to be honest with you, they're going to get paid. The people that make content will get paid and take your little money, and you're going to go back home crying and poo-hooing on the same outcomes in life. And one other thing I want to add in, because I'm not sure if you're aware of this. There was one particular woman that was teaching leveled up and feminine to, I guess, women in the feminine sector. She was found doing criminal acts. Her name is Bekeah Pink. I've noticed a lot of black women have not talked about this woman, besides the men of the sector of YouTube. And it makes me think, say, hmm, this woman was teaching the average woman how they could level up, get a rich man, this and that for her. But we find out she is a baby mama of two different men with three kids, and she was found larceny and theft. And one of her oldest sons was doing some crime of theft too. So it lets me know to a lot of young people, especially women, anytime your daughters are watching any channels, in regards to how to be feminine or how to conduct themselves as a woman or a young lady, you have failed as a parent in my mind. Because there's no way hell any channel that your children are subscribed to or they're consuming should be influenced how they, their outcome is in life or how they view life. So that's something I just want to add on. I don't know if you want to have any comment on that. Yeah, I think that black women not having a lot to say about that is not a black woman thing. I think that anything that highlights negativity in your group, no matter what it is, you're going to shy away from or, you know, not want to acknowledge. That's an elevated person that can, that can do that. So I don't, I don't, I agree they're not doing it, but I don't think that's like a, a black woman issue. Black men do the same thing when the light is shined on things that are less than positive about them as does any race, any group. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Now, my final question. You just said personally that in regards to marriage, you feel women should not be owed any alimony. I don't know if you want to go into detail that why is so in regards to the marriage thing with men and women. I, I just think that you should leave what you came with, with what you came with. If you feel that um, people just need to smarten up, you know, Mo- most marriages end in divorce. So if you know that, then just you know, fully depending on your husband, you know, just just may not may not be the way. If you know that you're gonna, if 
you're going to have to start over or that's a possibility that you'd have to start over. Now, that's a negative way of looking at marriage, and I understand that um, everybody may not want to look at it like that. But, you know, just the, you know, the age-old adage, you weren't with me shooting in the gym. Um, I could see it if it was, you know, he had to give her 90 days worth of rent or something, but don't you have to pay alimony until she dies or remarries? That's insane. That's insane. You know, um, it's it's funny how most women that married to men that have means that's rich or regular men that's doing pretty well, and depending how lengthy the marriage lasts, that alimony is put into play. I find it very odd that in certain states, because alimony is different for every state. I'm not sure what's the alimony in Georgia, depending on if you're married, that you're paying your wife or your ex-wife money until she gets married. But it makes me wonder, how fast can a woman, if she has kids with you, get remarried in this society? Do you know? Exactly. So it puts black men at a disadvantage because, what is it, one in four black women are married? So if you've already been married and you have kids, the likelihood that you're going to get picked up by somebody else is slim to none. And so that's another way that black men just continue to be financially crippled, and it's not right. And, you know, you're right, and that's what that's the, the starling problem with a lot of things. That's why I advocate once you're married, you should work out like like our parents and our grandparents have done it for decades after decades because, let's be honest, the reason why women really divorce now because the government stepped in and said, now we're just going to make it easier and put the hands of divorce on the woman's side just to divorce for any reason. You get me? And marriage really and on divorce because of financial situation, that's telling in itself. You get me? That if you know you're married to do that is either working and he's just going to be stuck for a period of time and he's not going to grow, then you should already be prepared for that from the start. You get me? In my mind. I mean, this is me, but like I said, everybody's different. But I know for most men, like, like we had this conversation before, if a man is comfortable just making that and doesn't want to grow any further, that's telling on him that say that, you know, you're going to be struggling, especially in certain states, that if you're only making 42 k a year and you have more than one child, you're, you're going to be, you know, it's, it's not, I'm not saying, I'll say this, there's no room where your children are going to benefit if you stay in the same position as a man, period, because what are you going to do in regards to college, if you're going to even buy a car to, for them? What outcomes are you looking at? Now you're, trying to, you're going to be trying to live somewhat beyond your means if you're not careful. So really, a lot of decisions got to be made. I'm not saying it's impossible, but like I said, in certain states in this country, if you're just going to stay at that range and have more than one kid with wife, it's going to put a burden on you as a man because now you got to really produce more, and you should be showing proof and producing every day anyway. And if you're not thinking on that now, you're definitely not going to be thinking on once you have a woman, which you're going to have as a wife and with children. So so those are my sayings. At that point, have... it's just going to be all stress. 42 is not enough for one person to do what they need to do. But like I said earlier, most people look at it, does it cover the bills? So even if you're a single person, if 42 covers your bills, it does not leave you with anything to invest 
or to, you know, invest in yourself through education, enriching travel and cultural exchanges. You can't participate in any of that. But because you have enough money to, you know, possibly hang out on the weekend and pay all your bills, you feel like you're doing fine. And, and that's a mindset issue. If the, the mindset is what needs to be addressed, the money will follow. If your mind is in the position is in the place of understanding that this is not all you can be, this is not all you deserve to have, and that you do have the capacity to do better, you'll move in that energy, and more money will be produced. You'll have more resources. But as long as you're looking up blackdemographics.com saying, oh, I'm right in the middle, I'm doing okay, you wouldn't tell a child it's okay to be average, you know? You don't to be honest with you, just, just try to I, get a seat. To be honest with you, I always hear this from a lot of women. Well, not women. I, I'll say this. I hear this from our people. But when I hear a dude talk like that, I know on the average you didn't grow up with your father because most fathers that's involved with their sons always demand and push them to be better than them, period. Anytime you find any man that's talking about he's average, he's comfortable saying that, that's a result of a man that was, on the average, raised by a single mother. And I said it, and I don't care how anybody view it, because that's a think of a person that's only seen very much nothing in his life because he's been coddled, been nurtured for inadequacy to not even do better, perform better. Everything's given to him. So I'll leave it at that. All right, I'm going to open a few lines, and then we're going to wrap this up. Great. I hope you're in line. What's up, Greg? What's your name, Hello? Greg? Hmm. I guess he's not there. All right. Um, let's deal with the solution part of things. Ms. Hampton, are you there? I'm here. All right. So for the solutions, for the men to get their weight up, what suggestions do you want to recommend to some of the dudes now that's, you know, I guess stuck on a certain income bracket and want to bump a little bit. That's for the man's side solution, if you have any. I would say that the easiest thing to start with would be uh, mindset, and you can start to shift that by reading books, um, books on that. Um, I think that Think and Grow Rich is a great book to read. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a great book to read. The Richest Man in Babylon is a great book to read. Um, there are countless books that deal with mindset. And as you start to read these books uh, written by um, high-level producers, you'll see that a lot of the same themes run through these books, uh, the, the same types of things that they do, the way they think, the actions that they take, the way they plan, how they spend their time, um, you'll see that those things are um, through, throughout, you know, a seamless thread throughout uh, these different books. Um, and I also think that uh, an easy place to start uh, is with your personal credit. Fix your credit. You, there's no reason that you, your credit should be a 500 and you have on a Gucci belt. Fix your credit. Uh, again, that's mindset, though, of understanding mm -hmm what is a priority and what is not. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when black men say, well, we can't make more than 42, are you debt-free? 
how is your credit? If those things mm-hmm. aren't together, then how can you say that you're that you're where you should be? And that goes for mm-hmm. for both sides. If I was a man, I wouldn't marry a woman who had any debt or bad credit. Oh, ooh, that's gonna hurt. Oh God. Ooh, I wouldn't take that responsibility it... on. I wouldn't marry a woman who had children. Oh, oh God. This woman's gonna kill me. <laughs> Oh God, they're gonna kill me in the comment section and during this um pre court recording. Yeah. Oh well, you know one thing kill me in the comment section. I said it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, listen, you know, a lot of dudes been saying it and a lot of women look at the man and say, Oh, you're not gonna take me and my fucking kids? Oh well, you know what I'm saying, you're gonna take me as is. I say, You think so? No man, if I don't got no no debt, I should expect you should have a debt. And you know, I never link the correlation between debt and marriage in a way where if I'm married to this person, I take on a debt. I didn't think about that. I'm not married, but now that I'm learning as I grow that these things are very important because if I didn't go up my, my time and way to put myself in certain positions and don't take on no debt, student loan debt, why should I take on you and you take a whole book of debt regardless of you getting a degree that is maybe subpar? And when I mean my subpar, like I said during the early part of this broadcast, women are in school, but they're not getting, like, degrees like they said they are. Am I right, Miss Delisha? Right. They're talking about they're, they're most educated. And I always question education because I always ask the most important question, what are you educated in and what are you educated for? And what school you went to? Because a lot of people are enrolled in college. But are you finishing college? They don't talk about this. Have you noticed this? Right. Yes, absolutely. I know Sidney talks a mm-hmm. lot about the college, the school mattering. Uh, but I, I personally, again, I'm with the outcome. If you didn't go to college at all and you're making $200,000 a year, I'm less concerned about where you went to school. Mm-hmm. It's the outcome. It's the income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mind you, I'm talking to a woman that is a real estate and creditor, right? What's that? You're in real estate and you do credit as well, am I right? Really? No, no, no. I don't do credit. I just had given uh, sent a link to Obsidian for a company that does free credit repair just to, you know, help anyone that that okay. you know wanted that. But I I'm a real estate developer. That's what I do. Yeah, real you're a developer. Okay, okay. Oh, another thing, you did mention that most most of our people should really look into real estate again if we're not into it, you know, because that's a fast way to really start your wealth journey, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's a fact. You, know, you have to be educated, you know. You have to invest in yourself because you can definitely lose your ass and everything you got in, in real estate. But uh, flipping houses is definitely a way to quickly change your financial situation because you can make a year's salary at a time. You know, every house I flip, that's 30, 40, 50, 80 grand, every house, you know. Um, and then you can take that money to stabilize your life, reduce your debt. Um, you can, when, you're, when you start to get into multifamily, um, here in Georgia, you can get into those properties, you know, 20% down. In California, sometimes uh, it may cost up to 40%, and those properties are, are far more expensive than anything I deal with here. Um, but, but that's how you're going get to get 
there faster. Is there's nothing that that you I, there's not too many options that you have where you can make that kind of money um, quickly. Most people have car notes. Most people have credit card debt. Most people have student loans. Um, these are things that you're not going to be able to tackle with a $42,000 a year salary and less for the average woman. And then you couple that with kids who also have to start their lives. They will need cars. They will have to go to college. Um, you just It's just a cycle that you're not going to be able to get out of unless you, you know, win the lottery or, or have something where you're making, you know, a substantial amount of money uh, at a time. Uh, so if you're making, even if you're you're not flipping houses, making thirty, forty grand at a time, even if you're making ten thousand dollars a month, but you're living off of five thousand dollars a month, that additional five thousand dollars is huge to invest. Uh, to use that to invest in cryptocurrency or you know learn how to trade forex. If you've got a smartphone, there's really no excuse. Look back at your your history on the things that you've searched. You know, pull up all the apps on your phone when you swipe to reveal all the open windows. What's open? Is Audible open with the last book that you read being, you know, the richest man in Babylon? Or is Facebook the last app that was open? Is the Gucci app the last app that was open? These are choices that people make. But they make these choices because they're uneducated, because they don't have <clears> – <throat> parents that are are structuring their minds like that when i was a young girl riding in the car to school i would want to listen to i'm from oakland so i'd want to listen to kmel which was the radio station that played rap music but most times my dad would make me listen to npr radio right when i got into college and i'd call home for money he wouldn't give me any money unless i sent him a bill projection on a spreadsheet outlining all my expenses <laughs> for the month. So that's like a financial, a financial, hold on, be quiet, Greg. I asked you earlier, you didn't pick up. Stay right there for a second. So he is a financial planner, right? Your father um, presents to you that made you in the habit of structuring your finance right while you're in college, right. am I right? And, right. See, and it got to go back to, again, that we got to go back to basics and start really understanding how money works as a people. A lot of people say we're financially responsible, but I look at in the outcomes of the community, we're not really financially responsible because if we're barely getting by, that tells you you're throwing your money back to other communities, and that's just the end result uh, to conclude. So the, to start off, where are your money going is a good primer to really get yourself going. You get me? And what your father's doing, he's teaching you life lessons because he's teaching something that is going to really – be tangible in the rest of your life. And look at you now. I think you're in like mid-40s now? I'm, I'm not 36. Sure. Okay. Oh, you're 36? Okay. I'm 36. Look at 46 or 36? 30, 36. Okay. Look look how much your, your, your life would have been if, if your father didn't do that. How far you think you as a woman now, back in the days of college, back in the 2002 now, how much you have grown? You get me? You become much right. more wiser as you age. And I think this is the start every man and woman needs to step to uh, to get to that goal to be financially really, not only literate, but be financially stable in their lives so that way they can make bigger moves. 
and a good spreadsheet. And here's the funny thing. I remember with Jay Morrison's book, in his section is one of his popular books that I got on ebook. It talks about a financial planning spreadsheet. Imagine that. So I would say this to every person, if you have like a smartphone or anything, I would say buy or do a quick class online on finance. You don't have to master it, but have a good understanding, a template of it first, before anything else, besides other things you do. Because that will start you on your journey on how you can budget yourself properly. Because once you have an understanding of your budget and your finance, you're in a good spot. Now, Greg, your line's open. Do you have any questions? Do you have a question? Well, uh, money, I got a comment. Just, I'll be brief. I have a different philosophy on money a little bit. Um, I don't think people, I mean, people should save money in a budget, I guess. But at some point, uh, instead of saving and budgeting and what, counting your pennies, you should maybe think about how do you make more money to get the things you want. That's my philosophy. So I, I, I adopt this in my 30s. Instead of trying to budget and save, I'm thinking, well, maybe I should just try to make more money to get the shit that I want. And that's kind of my, my, my mindset, which is different from most people. It's just generate more income to get the Porsche or whatever the fuck you want, a house and a crib and take trips. Mindset. I think most people can't, can't grasp it. But that's how rich people kind of think. They don't say, they, 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 don't, they don't make money money to, to take the cruise and do shit. And somehow that we should not drive people. We should make more money. Uh, so we can, because money, we can change things with money. You know, out here begging and, and uh, getting grants, and that's, that's we can generate more money, pool our money together, because our GDP of black America is greater than Canada's. We just start working together and pulling our resources together to, to you know, to make things move forward. That's all I had to, I had to say. There. As far as my kid, uh, my son, he's he's a little younger than you, but he's always hitting me for money. It's just a, I don't make him do spreadsheets, man. I don't I don't do all that. Uh, he just needs to maybe watch his money a little bit. I don't really hard. I don't get on his ass that hard about it because that's how that's how it is, man. You know, twenty years but, old to fuck up money. That's kind of how it is. Yeah. Okay. Hey Gary, hey Gary, hey Gary, can I go after him? Yeah. Ask your one question because I'm gonna wrap this up. Ask your question. Go ahead. Okay. Offex, go ahead. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, I'll be on the money aspect. Let, let me say something, and it's kind of weird. I, I, I'm not going to go into it, but let me just talk about the black African-American community. Oh, so many people get so many points out. First of all, how I say you, you got two strikes here in America. But most black kids, historically, we, we don't have fathers like you. So you're above average. But we want to talk about average for the most part of black people. And even if, because if you come to the conversation, you're talking about a community type thing about, quote unquote, black people, you have to talk about the most part. And, you know, and for the most part, black people, two strikes. We don't have a lot of money, we're poor, and we're black. That's the first two strikes, right? The safest way to get and start a business and anything to have secure income employment so people will say 
well, you know, don't depend on grants. Don't depend on the white man. Don't beg the government for nothing. Start your own business. Well, first of all, I'm poor and I'm black. And, I mean, just for, for, for the most part, right, people are not passing down uh, houses and, and estates to their, their children in the black community. You're going to have to get employment. You're going to have to get a job, a steady income. That's the safest way to even buy a flip house. What I'm saying is when you have people who say don't depend on the government, don't ask the government nothing, black people, you get on yourself, that's the trick. Other people is protecting this government, and they're getting grants, and they're letting that government assistance help build their wealth. They do it all the time, but when black people, we, 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 we can't get a government help, we're begging people, and I'm done after this. Once you get that steady income, because it's safer than buying a house and putting a second mortgage on it, right? Once you get that steady income, when you save a little bit, right, then you can invest, make a small invest. You can buy a small house for $10,000, fix it up, and rent it out because you've been working for 10 years. Now, this is why it's tough for blacks, not just the government, excluding the people for blacks who work the government. We're talking about private industries. And the trick is black people, and I have to say such as Greg, is saying, hold up, just start your own business. Don't worry about the white. But how am I start my own business when I have the two first strikes to get me, poor and black? Other people say, I'm poor, I'm black, I'm going to go and get my money some other way. And you know how that is when they try to start their business off when they poor and black. So employment, education, and I'm done after this, Ms. Howard, because I know I'm getting a comment. In this country, the reason why we go to school, the reason why we're set up is because when you go to school, this country says it's supposed to automatically equal employment. That's why they make our children go to school. If you don't, your parents get locked up and things of that nature. Because before, it wasn't like this. So if you're educated and you have a, um, some type of backing and you're black, you should be breaking down the government to make sure someone can employ you or give you a grant to open up your business. Don't forget about our history. And I'm done. The history, all this employment affects our relationships. If your finances are messed up, the communication is messed up, and the sex life in your relationship is messed up, it's going to fail. So the finances are a very important part. But that's all i got to say. I just wanted to make a comment. That's it. All right, thank you. I thank agree with you. I agree. I agree. I agree. But I'll say this. Um, the more a man's finances up there and dependent what he makes yearly, especially if he's, let's say, a quarter million, dollars yearly if he's married to either a sister or whatever the divorce rate is cut in almost a quarter 25 percent really? yeah but the reason why because think about it if you got like that no woman's gonna really she will deal with pretty much anything but i mean let me change it besides the cheating it might be a problem but you know like i said as a man become a resourceful He's going to get attention. So it's a possibility that might happen. But the point is this. When a man got his money really right and he's up there and he's married, yeah. Yeah, I mean, his wife's not going to, nine tenths are going to be, you know, just filing papers like that. That's what they said percentage-wise. So I just want to share that. But that's pretty much – go ahead. What I, say? I actually want to respond to something. Two things, Ma. All, all, all I said. 
as far as me being black, I always felt being black man was an advantage. I, I always felt I was an advantage by being a brother. You know, I, I just do. I just feel like I'm, you know, I'm a black man. I feel like I'm at, I'm, I have an advantage by being black. It's actually an advantage. Racism can be a good thing, but only if you keep your mouth shut here in America. I know that's hard for people to understand, but you, you get older, you understand that. One more thing off I said that I kind of have to, I disagree with is as far as money, you can make a hundred grand a year, which I make, you know, it depends on how hard I want to work. But you know what? If you make a hundred grand a year, you're going to need more. In a couple of years, man, I'm telling you, you're going to need more because you always going to want a nicer house. You always want to get a nicer car, nicer shit, nicer furniture, and then you're going to need more money. You're going to need maybe 150 grand, and then she's going to want nicer shit, and you can't get off the treadmill. So it never ends, man. You know, it never fucking ends. The more money you make, the more shit she wants, the more shit you want to get for your house, more stuff. Your kids want better shit. They can't stay. They don't shop at Target, and then they got to go to Nordstrom's and Macy's to buy shit. And jeans it costs eighty bucks. The shoes cost eighty dollars, eighty hundred dollars. It just keeps going. It's like a snow snowball going down the hill. The more you make, the more you need. And it's hard to get off that treadmill because once you get there, okay. you don't want to go back down there. That's all I gotta say. All right. Thank just, you, and, Greg. And, and all facts. One more thing about being two strikes. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Um, 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 I know you want to continue, but let me take this no, last I'll, I'll phone break. Give me, give me 10 seconds. This black and poor shit, man. I mean, we, we have to get out of that mindset that we're black and poor, we're downtrodden. We need to be more positive. And, and just, we, 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 we need to have more gumption and more intestinal fortitude as black men and quit using the excuse of being black and poor. I got another call coming in. I got to go. All right. All right. Oh, cool. oh, okay, Gary. Uh, uh, Gary let no, me no, 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 no. I'm right okay. past the time. Let me just take this last call. And all right, thank you, caller. Who's this? Hello, Miss Lady. And I'm gonna completely disagree with Greg. What he just said—that is the silliest thing. You don't have to go to Nordstrom's. You don't have to go to high-end stores. You don't have just because your kids want $200 tennis shoes. You don't have to buy them. You're the adult. There's a book called The Millionaire Next Door. And they lived pretty frugally. They didn't go and buy the most expensive cars and the most expensive stuff. They saved, invested. They kept a, you know, pretty average life, and they are millionaires. And so okay. um, that's all I wanted to say. And that just makes more sense, especially if you're, at, if you're a black person trying to make it in this country. It's silly to go and try and live like you're, you're not black, like, you know, all the doors are going to open up from you and, you know, and you're going to get all these great deals and uh, the best loan rates and all. That's silly. You know what you're up against. Some people are in denial. They'd rather not deal with the fact that they are black and there are disadvantages. So they're in complete denial. But, no, you don't have to live like, you know, you're a Kardashian or try and emulate that lifestyle. That's silly. Yeah, Thank I you, disagree That's with all. Greg on that as well. I don't think that the majority of people would think that being black or racism is advantageous to them. I, I, I don't think And see can where... I please respond, Gary, to what he said real quick? Because <sighs> he did mention my man. It's just two sentences. Listen, once again, Keep it short. If, if you're educated, for the most part, black people got to get their stuff up. So when you 
do your analysis of black people, it got to be for the most part. Greg went into the military. A lot of us are veterans. Why? Because we were poor and we were black. That's why, and I'm just giving you a backstory. So he can say what he wants. I'm not going to because I'm talking about the economic conditions for the most part when a black child is born in this, if you're low middle class or even low middle class, but for the most part, yeah, you, you, you're not, you, you don't got white privilege. It's a struggle. But that's all I got to say. That's it. All right, thank you. Thank you, um, thank you. Facts. and thank you, um, Miss Lady. So, Miss Delisha Hamilton, where can we go f- um, find you or follow you? Any links to people want to, um, you know, get in contact for whatever possible? Oh, yeah, if anybody has any questions about, I guess, how to get started in real estate or they wanted that uh, link that I gave Obsidian to post on his channel, they can send me an email. My email address is contact at HamiltonPropertiesAtlanta.com. Properties is plural, I-E-S, contact at HamiltonPropertiesAtlanta. And I'd be more than happy to uh, help anyone who is serious um, be pointed in the right direction. I do say this, I am busy. So if you, someone, I don't like when people reach out to me just to find out what I'm doing and how I'm making money. Don't the, If you want to take action, reach out to me, and I am more than happy to help uh, point you in the right community. I have a, a great network and, and circle of people where we do real estate, build business credit, uh, my boyfriend and I recently have we're about twenty five thousand dollars into our Amazon store process. Um, there's all kinds of opportunities. Not only is it your mindset, but it's your circle. You got to sit at the winner's table. Those conversations are different. We don't talk about forty two thousand dollars or anything like that in my real life. So if anybody is serious about wanting to change their life, it doesn't matter where you are. You just need to be serious. You need to be willing to sacrifice and do what you need to do. Um, And sometimes people have to hit rock bottom to be there. They have to hit rock bottom and say, yes, I am tired of this, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get out of the situation and to change my financial landscape. Those are the people who need to email me. I want to deal with performers. It doesn't matter if you're performing right now, but you yourself on the inside need to be a performer. Yes. Yes. And your husband, is he Ghana or Nigerian? Because you say he's from Africa, right? Yeah, he's Nigerian. We're not married. Oh, excellent. He's Nigerian. Huh? Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. And Amazon store, that's like an online store you set up, or is like an actual, you know? Can I be here yeah, no, you, like all the, pro- all the products that are sold, you know, you have some products that are sold, you know, by Amazon, but a lot of those products on there are, you know, they're, they're sellers other sellers. Excellent. So, I mean, Amazon stores are, again, you, you need money to get started with an Amazon store. You can get into, uh, I've, flipped, I've flipped houses using less of my own money than it has cost to get the Amazon mm-hmm. store started. But the Amazon store, uh, particularly if you're doing a private label, getting products, you know, manufactured and branded yourself, you can, you know, with, with some diligence and in hard work, a year or two, you can kick down 100k a month with that, for sure. 50 to 100k a month, 
Um, you can Excellent. do that. You can do Walmart stores. You can do drop ship with Amazon. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's all kinds of things that people can do. The reason why people feel like six figures is so hard to, to get to is because all they're thinking about is a job. And it is hard to make six figures at your job. I'm a six-figure earner several times over, and I've never made more than $50,000 a year at a job, ever. The money mm-hmm. I make comes through entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, people can think- feel like everyone can't be an entrepreneur. Well, you know, that may be true. Is that well, you can always be a hustler, you? but you could be a hustler. That's, that's and... not any money. That's not any money either. That's just a little money here and there. Hustlers <laughs> is, is someone who's making fifty thousand dollars a month isn't a hustler. Okay. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, people should get in where they fit in. Um, try many things and try to start off and get something. You get me? I mean, it doesn't have to be much, but if you can get a dollar and take a dollar and turn it to five, ten dollars, then it's a start. You get me? Um, and like I said, everything people do out here just to get different outcome is a trial and error. I want people to know, and a lot of people at the end they don't willing to do what's necessary and take the risk. And I think the the fear that plagues a lot of women and especially men is that fear to try some different to get a different outcome. I think once black people change their mindset, while changing their mindset, they should also think deeply of what you fear the most. Once you ask a question, you must seek and answer your own question. So I'll leave it at that. I thank you for for being a guest on tonight's show, um, Ms. Hamilton. And I saw somebody put some in the comment section. I don't know why you said slow, but Thank you for having I, me. Yeah, I guess I get one negative critic on the comment section on the chat room on TRS Basketball. I mean, like I said, when I have when I do my shows, it doesn't get much attention unless, you know, it's on nonsense, possibly. But I tell people many times, this year I'm going a different route. Uh, I've tried to bring some guests and talk about not only solutions, but certain things that we could probably look into and possibly do now. You know, so like I said, I got a few more people I'm going to reach out to and make this a reality this year and see what outcomes will bring out of this. But like I said, um, this is many. I just sent you the link to your Facebook Messenger for the free credit repair if any of your listeners, you know, want to get okay. started there. I sent that to you okay. to copy it and paste it on whatever platform um, okay. so that they can see it. It is an affiliate link. However, I don't get paid. They don't pay the affiliate link. They don't pay affiliates. This is just a referral link. Um, mm-hmm. You do have to turn on a credit monitoring service. I think it's like $40 a month, but they need that on so that they can see into your credit so that they can see the changes. But other than that, they'll fix your credit for free. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Um, they can help you with funding um, as well. So this is a really great company. They're called Credit Nerds. Um, mm-hmm. And if if your credit score is not above 700, you need to take a look at that and and start there. Mm-hmm. It's free. There's no reason mm-hmm. every listener shouldn't sign up for that whose credit is not there. There's no reason not to do it. It's free. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, excellent, excellent. I will put this and your link for people if they want to contact. I'm gonna put in specific for a series of inquiries of the real estate thing on my channel. So you know, be on lookout. That'll be in like you know, sometime once I finish up here. But thank you, Miss Hamilton. Um, and we'll do this again soon. Um, uh, maybe on some maybe financial um aspects. Who knows? We'll see. You know what I'm saying? 
But thank you for being a guest. Um, you take care. Thank you and for having me. More, more wealth and prosperity to you. I see you doing big things, you know. And like I said, give them hell once you're in these spaces. You know what I'm saying? Tell not only what the men should hear, but also tell the women that what they need to really hear. You know, because I think of hearing from another sister will be beneficial for every woman of any age, you know, because let's be honest. If women seek marriage and stability, then obviously you got to tell them what they, – they know what they need to do. Let's be honest. A lot of women think they don't know what – they know what they need to do because they hear it in a lot of space. Regardless, they find it toxic or whatever. You know what you need to do, ladies. I have to tell you this. You're hearing from your own sister what you should be doing. It's that simple. And one side note, men on the average don't care about what money you have. I never really care about what a woman brings money. I always focus on other things, on the average. You get me? So yep. when they tell me say they bring money, no. And, and be honest with you, my conclusion about this 50-50 thing, I've concluded this is some women created. Because I hear in certain spaces some women want partners and 50-50 relationships. I never hear some dudes on the majority talking about 50-50. Even when I came across Master, they never talk about this 50-50 thing, um, Delisha. So when I always think that men craze, I say that's a lie because I hear only from the women's side about 50-50 in partnership. Men don't think about partnership or 50-50. They feel that you're under my rulership, you're going to listen. And if not, you go somewhere else. I lead. And a lot of black women are not comfortable of black men leading. So it's true. You can lead, you can lead, but you can't make 42 and do it. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. You can't. Yeah. No one's listening to that. Yeah. So like I said, dudes, you know, you got to do what's necessary to get different outcomes. That's all. All right. So I thank everybody for listening to tonight's broadcast. You know, if you missed the recording or this broadcast, you know, there will be a playback. I'll have it on my channel for you all to listen to. Um, I'll leave links for um, the credit pair where you can find Miss Hamilton and all the information. So thank you all for listening to tonight's broadcast. Catch me on the next stream. Until next time, take care and good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to another broadcast. And I'd like to give a special shout out and thanks to the one and only Delisha Hamilton. And like always, comment, subscribe, and like this video. You can also follow me now on Facebook, Eric Rain, and Twitter at ChaosRain7. Until next time, let the chaos ring.